0: All right, if I had to explain intuition to like somebody just <laughs> you have it. to
1: to my podcast. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast where you get to listen in on some of my most interesting and personal conversations. I'm Sarah Samuel and today we're talking about intuition talk about intuition because it's kind of hard to talk about. It's such a personal experience that has to be explored by each person individually, and it's hard to put a finger on it. But it's important. It affects the way we make decisions from little choices we make throughout the day to big choices like buying a house or getting married. Whether or not we're following our intuition can determine the ease in which we move through life, deal with stress, and overcome obstacles in the way of what we want. But like I said, it's not always easy to discern, and learning to recognize, trust, and follow our intuition takes some practice. Admittedly, I went in with a very specific question. A concern, really. Here I am explaining it to David, a friend and fellow improviser. He's also an actor and a lover of all things mystical. We'll hear more from him later. Well, okay, this is like what really kind of made me start thinking about it and, or wanting to talk about it is I feel like oftentimes when teachers or whatever are like describing intuition, they'll describe it as like, you know, when you, like, didn't want to walk down that dark alleyway, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, like, had the instinct to, like, not go down there or something, you know, like a like mm. a, another word for it could be, like, a spidey sense or something like yeah. that, um, but then I was kind of thinking about that idea, and I was like, that's getting into, like, dangerous territory because like i feel like people could have conditioned thoughts which could be like a racist thought or a prejudiced thought of some sort and say like oh i just had a feeling and they might feel like that's an intuitive thought but it's really a conditioned thought does that make sense yeah. but it could feel cuz since you don't know where it's coming from yeah. i think any thought that people don't know where it's coming from could be assigned the term intuition yeah. but then i was thinking I feel like intuition usually feels positive, not negative. It's usually not guiding away from something. It's usually guiding towards something, I think, in my experience. Or it's usually a feeling of, like, openness or freedom or something like that rather than, like, fear.
0: That's an interesting point of view.
1: So I was kind of, like, curious about that. That was sort of, like, my thesis going in. And I don't want to, like guide people to be like, right? Don't you feel like that? Okay, so now you know my secret agenda, but my podcast guests didn't really feel the same concern I did about my question. They had other things to say about intuition before we could even get to the topic of fear, so let's get started. First is Sophie Sheesh. She's my ex-stepmom, my dad's ex-wife, and founder of Shape House, an urban sweat lodge. You've probably heard people talking about moving through life as N equals 1, Using yourself as the subject of experimentation and exploration. And Sophie is a veteran at living this way, especially when it comes to spirituality, inner wisdom, and wellness.
2: What interests me with the word intuition always is even its own etymology, mm-hmm. like into. Like the fact that it starts with into, mm-hmm. which is like intimate, like into uh, me, see. Yeah. You know, it's like there's lots of words that are kind of like directed inwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am someone who used to weigh three hundred and fifty pounds, and I would say my intuition thinks that I should eat chocolate cake right, right. now. You know, and <laughs> right. it's like mm, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that the the personal work and growth that I've done these years maybe the past i don't know 40 years mm-hmm. i feel we're very much geared to understand and hear that voice that comes from within in a different way mm-hmm. and i now i recognize it because it has it has a different voice to it but it's also because i've done the work to have the courage to listen to it so it it it's not someone asked me recently about it and i and i found myself also, not knowing exactly how to explain it, because I think it's the results. like, how do you ski? It's like, well, I put my foot in front of this or whatever, but it's not exactly how you end up going down the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. to have someone explain it to you. So w- I think what's valuable for me is when people have the courage to experiment with it. Mm-hmm. So they may say, I had an intuition about this, and I followed it, and it led to, you know, a wall. It's like, okay, well, that maybe it was not my intuition. But to have the to have the willingness to have the courage to to not use it against other people or against mm-hmm. themselves is to me the quest like it's years and years and years for me of yeah. of working to to listen to different voices within me like I used to have a, a huge critical voice, like super mean, you know, never do anything right, very lazy. Mm. You know, like I would when something would go wrong, I would come at me like I was some enemy in a really attacking way. You know, and for years I thought, well, that's what's happening inside me. It's like It's got to be my intuition of yeah. sorts, you know, but it wasn't. It was it was really the the habitual response that I had either. From my world, when I was growing up, that was very critical. I was born in France, as you know, more criticism going on there. And so there was there was just a lot of built- in reflexes. Um, but that's not intuition. That's the garbage we've accumulated right. you know in our minds. It's a very different thing. To me, intuition has a very pure, very directive, very, Like, when I'm in my intuition, I don't question that it is. It's probably one of the ways that I know now.
1: Mm. So for Sophie, learning to trust and listen to intuition is a process of learning which of the many inner voices to follow, which takes practice and experimentation. But I love what she said at the end about not questioning it when it occurs. Let's go back to David. Unlike Sophie, he's newer to this whole idea of intuition and what it means to follow it. In the past couple years, he's had a spiritual awakening of sorts and becomes sort of obsessed with the mystical. Here's the story about how it all began for him.
0: For me, like, when it first happened, like, I literally, like, found... This is so fucking weird. Uh, I was on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and I was in, like, a really weird time acting, and I found this weird online acting coach, and she, for some reason... You know, you scroll through, you see those ads on Facebook, and you're like, this is trash. I was like, this is trash. Kind of resonated with me that day. I was having (laughs) a shit day. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna click it. I clicked it, I clicked it, and I was like, mm, this is dumb. But then I, like, went a little deeper, and then, like, I, like, went to her, like, webinar you know it's like not about shit but it's like just enough to like get you to be like hey you wanna try this thing that shit mm-hmm. and I went to that and then like I was like my intuition was like you're gonna do this and I was like nah nah and I asked my friend about it and he was like nah I think you already know nah and I was like fuck it I'm gonna do it it was like 300 bucks I was like I, don't, I didn't even really have 300 bucks to do that at the time I was like fuck it I'm gonna just do it figure it out later like I don't care there so was, was like, a
1: part of you that was like
0: "This is the thing." couldn't not do it yeah it was weird it was like I was drawn to it and so I get to this this class a four part class four week class online and she has like slides and it's just uh, audio whatever and it's like first step uh, in the whole thing is breaking down judgment it's literally just like uh, for acting her whole thing was she's a casting director and uh, her name is Amy Jill Rubin
1: I'll put her info in the show notes
0: and her whole, whole thing as a casting director she worked for HBO she was a VP for casting was like talent doesn't mean shit she's like It's literally all about what energy are you being in the room that they can connect to? Are you like, if you're not getting hired, she's like, I've hired so many people that weren't as talented because they had the right energy. What energy are you being? And the first thing she said in like adjusting the energy was in judgment and dealing with that and like consciously feeling into your body. So she gives you all these tools like heavy and light, like beginning to feel, which is, I didn't know was the first step into like my intuition, like. Does something feel heavy or does it feel light to you immediately? And starting to get a feel for that, like when uh, that happens and then beginning to connect that to judgment. Um, and she, she kind of framed it as like judgment of yourself and judgment of others. Either way, any judgments, positive or negative judgments are, uh, they create a polarity is what she would like to say. Essentially, when you create a polarity, you you place a dot, like, on a line, like, on one side. So if I say, oh, this is really awesome, well, now I've also created the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So the opposite is also true now. Or this is really shitty, well, the opposite is also true. And you when you create these polarities, uh, you kind of push and pull against yourself constantly. So she gave tools to help live kind of above that or in a state outside of that, in a state of, like, kind of gratitude and just be like everything is what it is. It's neither good or bad, it just is. Every spiritual teaching fucking since everything <laughs> ever, right? Um and like I didn't know that at the time. I was just like doing it. And I like was blessed to not really be working then I guess should have been. I wasn't. <laughs> um and so like I literally was just like listening to this chick. Like I'd run like five miles, listen to her. Uh, I kind of, and it kind of led to meditation. So that kind of started breaking down a big, lots of my conditioned thoughts. Cause I was like immediately, like when you're not constantly judging stuff and fighting against stuff, you start to like see things for the first time. And you're like, Whoa, like, have I ever made a decision ever in my entire life? Right? Like you start to look at your parents differently. You look at your upbringing, your friends, your family, the media, like all of it, uh, everything became up for grabs. And that was like the first step into like being like, oh, this it was a it was a paradigm shift for me. I didn't even know it was happening. I was just like, oh, this is helping me not feel like killing myself. This is tight. Uh,
1: so it was like um, going from sort of judging things and not necessarily being aware of your judgments or feeling like, yeah. oh, my judgments are just true. You know, yeah. that thing's bad and that's just true. That yeah. is bad because that's what I think. To Being aware that you're having a perception or, and that those things are judgments and then you're creating that. So then it, it made it so you could kind of start from zero. Is that what you're saying? Like it sort of gave you a blank slate of like, what do I actually like? Yeah, it actually,
0: it it put me back at zero to like actually go into thinking about my, what are my preferences versus my biases
1: Mm -hmm. and that Mm. shit
0: like blew my face off.
1: So there's a commonality forming when talking about following intuition, and it has to do with our thoughts, beliefs, and judgments. In order to follow our intuition, we have to be able to discern it from the more negative or compulsive thought forms. To expand on this is Julie Shazat, my life coach. She's a practitioner of the three principles, which is, in a very simplified explanation... In understanding that thoughts come and go through our minds all the time, but we're under no obligation to take them seriously.
3: I mean, what comes up initially for me is it can be hard sometimes to realize that some of our feelings, quote unquote, are reactions to something habitual or conditioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, what I found to be unbelievably helpful was to even realize that I had conditioned response. Mm and start to see it for what it was. And so I just, I'll tell a story about like one of those defining moments where Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is a conditioned thought. Um, I had a client, I guess probably something challenging was happening with a client in their lives. And the family was probably contacting me to see if I could support. And, for whatever reason i just remember having this like really fear based reaction and i it looked like i could get something wrong but as the feeling was coming over you over me i could not have told you that it wasn't real like it legitimately looked like mm. i could really get something wrong in the situation mm-hmm. And I have no idea why, but something paused me and I just realized I've felt this feeling like a thousand times before. Mm -hmm. It was so familiar to me and it helped me realize that it wasn't intuition. It wasn't like something telling me, oh, you really could get something wrong and X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, no, this is just a habitual fear that comes up for me sometimes so that's like the simplest thing that I've noticed is that I didn't... In that moment, I didn't realize that was a conditioned response. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Until it occurred to me like, oh, this has happened to me before. Okay. I've seen things this way
1: before. So it just looked real until I saw you saw the pattern of it or like the many the times. The familiarity yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say that... <laughs> In general, like intuitive thought is or intuition is will feel more unfamiliar or more like how would you describe it as opposed to that? To that. St- yeah,
3: yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think for me, it feels, and you know, this is just my experience with it, it feels in the moment, and I feel clear headed. Mm. I don't really feel, um, off balance, I mm. don't feel. Um, I don't know. I don't feel cloudy. I don't feel like there's just this really present moment time feeling to Mm -hmm. it. And it feels alive. It feels helpful. It feels Mm -hmm.
1: like common sense. I guess deciphering between intuition and like Mm non-intuition has been something that I like always requires, in some ways, like, some Mm fine-tuning, at the very least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because I feel like it is hard, like, as someone, I feel like who I have historically gotten really caught up in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's sometimes hard, especially if I'm having a lot of thoughts, to be like, (laughs) well, usually I'm always like, which one is intuition? And I guess from my time with you, I would say probably none of those are probably intuition, and I have to, like settle down a little in order for it to kind of come forward right um it's not a matter of like choosing which one and feeling like one of them is wrong mm-hmm. or one of them is right like almost like um a game show or something like where you're like oh you have to pick one and one has like a punishment and one has like a reward in it right and how are you supposed to know which one and there's literally not a way to know because it's unknown <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> funny too, cause it does seem like that sometimes yeah. to me. I think it used to seem like that too. Like, Oh, if I'm intuitive, I'll know the right door to go through. Yeah. Sometimes that's how it felt to me yeah. in the past. Um, but what I feel like now, even just based on us talking about it's yeah. like, I've just gotten more present and something makes sense for me to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I do that.
1: Mm-hmm. There's not like all of these choices. No, it just one thing shows up.
3: It kind of occurs to me, do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a part of it. Is like we don't really know. There's a much bigger thing happening to life that we can't really understand. Yeah. Um, But for me, the feeling of intuition, um, I would actually, in this moment, I I honestly think of it more as like common sense now. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those instances, I don't, you know, if if I was directed away from something, I wouldn't know to think of it as anything. Yeah. You know, I just got the hit to do this and I do it, but um a lot of times when I'm like navigating things, it honestly just feels like this common sense feeling. And I remember people would talk about common sense and I was like, who is it common to? Like <laughs> I don't understand. I thought there was like this pool of sense that
1: yeah. was called
3: common sense.
1: <laughs> and like I And could... just like everyone knew it, but you were just like, how do you get into the club? Exactly. I literally <laughs> yeah.
3: thought like there was this club and I was not in it. <laughs> And, um, but then when I started paying attention to like the present moment and I kind of actually did reflect on times where that happened, I realized, oh, this is the feeling of common sense to me.
1: Yeah. Can you describe it a little bit more of what it feels like? Um, I'll th- try to
3: think of an example cause that might be helpful. Um, but let's just say, you know, over the past year, I would say when I'm going to make a decision and I used to like go to my head, my intellect to try and mm-hmm. like weigh out what made more sense, mm-hmm. you know, or like what felt like the better option. And I started noticing that that was really like confusing me and mm-hmm. I wasn't actually feeling good from that process and I wasn't often coming up with an answer. Like I didn't realize that this at the time when I was doing that, but I would um like get more stirred up rather than less. Mm-hmm. And once I started to understand that we really do actually have like a moment to moment sense Mm. and guidance system, then I started paying more attention to that. And so the common sense just felt like, let's say it's like a decision. It just felt like I, it literally feels like this is the decision that I have, I kind of have to make. Like it just, nothing else occurs to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So it's common sort of individually to everyone <laughs>
3: yeah exactly there's <laughs> not, not a <laughs> pool
1: <laughs>
3: and you don't need like a special membership card
1: okay, like yeah. everybody comes with but it But it would be nice to have one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm curious now like I kind of want to you know we sort of talked about some of the ways that our thoughts get stirred up mm-hmm. you know so I kind of want to just do some examples to give people like examples of like oh that might mean, so, so one of them that we mentioned was feeling like, oh, I have all of these decision, you know, options and mm-hmm. which one is the right one and which one has punishment underneath the, you know, or some kind of like detrimental thing. How come. Yeah. Um, that's one of them. Another thing that I remember you saying a while ago was about like, if it feels like urgent, there was like a few things where you're like, if it feels urgent or if it feels, these other ways. Do you remember what they are?
3: (laughs) I don't. Um, I mean, it's like, to me, there's different feelings that I get when my thinking gets stirred up. So for me, one of my indicators that I was like really lost in thought was Mm -hmm. urgency, Mm -hmm. but there's other flavors to it. Like I could also have the flavor of like it looking dire. Like I have Mm. to get this right. That's also a sign to me. I've gotten really lost in thought. Um, so everyone has different flavors and when you start to pay attention to what it feels like when you're, I would call it like off balance Mm. or like really worked up or another flavor would be like confusion Mm. because the only thing that really can get confused is the intellect. Mm. So, so it's like, once I start to notice those flavors, I'll realize like, oh, I have a lot of thinking going on. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like, I feel like the two kind of words that we use when we're talking about it, is, like, thought versus wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, thought is, like, that urgency, that confusion or direness. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Versus wisdom, which feels more like clarity. And, um, like, yeah, I feel like clarity is, like, pretty much, like, the most in all-encompassing word for it, maybe. But
3: Yeah, clarity, uh, presence, yeah. calm knowing mm-hmm. like a deeper knowing
1: mm-hmm.
3: um and we have thoughts that feel fun and you know we have thoughts all the time but sometimes we can start to feel like oh I, we've gotten destabilized like yeah. something's not feeling
1: yeah. centered and one of the other ones that we talked about a little bit and um like is just like habit the habitualness of mm-hmm. it i feel like that's something that i've only just kind of started to become really aware of mm-hmm. is like when am i trying to solve solutions Or when am I trying to solve problems with the same solution that I've Mm. been trying to solve it with? You know, and I might have like, oh, this solution. And then maybe I'm like, okay, that's not the solution. Six months go by. Then I'm like having the same problem. And then I'm like that solution. And then I have to remember, like, I already this is not new. Like This is like something that I continually, for whatever reason, come back to as like a possible solution. But it's not. Wisdom because so it's not fresh. I love that. That's
3: honestly so insightful because that was one of my first insights was like, oh, some of this thinking is very stale.
1: Mm, yeah, stale. I've
3: had it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, that bag of chips that has been laying out for so long you don't really <laughs> want to bite them.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh this is dinner. Oh no, it's the same bag of chips that's yeah. this whole time. I should probably get rid of <laughs> it. And then you like walk into another room and come back. Oh dinner. Oh no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bag of chips. Shoot. Yeah, how often are you like eating five chips before you realize it's a stale bag of chips or can you like recognize it upon seeing it?
3: And be like, oh, I have a fresh bag. Yeah, Yeah, and then that feeling, like really being able to distinguish the feeling of staleness versus the freshness, that honestly Mm -hmm. was super, super helpful for me.
1: I love that metaphor. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that so good? Now that we have sort of a basic understanding of intuition, especially in contrast to thought. Let's get into it a little bit more. Here's David again.
0: I don't know, for me intuition is like first and foremost like kind of like a like the feminine aspects of our universe. Like something unseen uh that you can't like interact with with your like in the phenomenal world that you can't interact with your senses like right? it's something kind of it's not
1: of, tangible yeah
0: it's not super tangible and I think that most people aren't trained to give that to, tra- to they aren't trained in how to use that so it's like a, a sense of nobody ever taught you how to use your like knows could you do it like it's you know what i'm saying like you take the masculine aspects like very seriously like when you want to get a job you're like oh like you research the company and the people you're working with and what's my salary you take all this shit very seriously we don't take our intuition that seriously we don't train our intuition like we train for other jobs so i begin to like consciously train my intuition and in that shit
1: how did you do that
0: um I guess the first step was meditation, and, and that was, I don't even know if that was a conscious intuition training. I didn't know what I was doing at that time either. That was more of a just, like, floundering. It felt it was something that opened up because I, like, was so much less judgmental. Meditation opened up for me, and I go, oh, why don't I meditate? Okay. For now, I recommended it to me. And the first thing I noticed, when you release judgment, I think it's, I know it from a magical perspective is a process called depolarization because you're not only creating these polarities mm-hmm. with all these judgments. Uh, and that creates some space and sub- separation between that. You kind of get less reactive. Meditation strengthens this gap. So for me, I told him, I was like, yo, I was in a fight with Sammy. or about to get in one. and uh,
1: About to get in one. Well,
0: yeah, there's like, if you're like, <laughs> like in a, I
1: feel it like coming.
0: No, nah, you've been in a relationship where you know, like you say one more thing, you know what this is going to be. Like, you know what this is going to be. Like, there's that, like, there's that moment where you can always, like, kind of choose whether it's going to be a fight or not. You're, like, oh, damn.
1: Okay.
0: It was, like, that moment. And I, like, I had been meditating maybe, like, 20 days at that point. And been uh, doing, it was, like, headspace. I was doing noting, and then I think I started, like, visualization or something. And I straight up, it was, like, I had, like, video game, like, a heads-up display in my head. And I saw... All these reactions. It was like I can do this, 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 this. this. If I say this, it's gonna piss her off. I say this, it's gonna make me feel really good, but it also might piss her off. I say this, and I was like, but all these are viable. I can just pick one. Picked one, and I was like, this is tight. I can do this all the fucking time. We don't ever have to fight again. Lit. So I told him that, and that shit was like it created so much space, um, between me and my thoughts and emotions that I was like. I'm in Like, I was, like, balls deep in meditation at that point. I was, like, this is it. This is the thing. So, like, I started trying everything. I tried a bunch of stuff. I was in... I did Headspace. I did a bunch of Headspace. I did, um... Found another app called Insight Timer. I was doing a lot of that. Um, and then I, uh... Learned Transcendental Meditation, TM. Because I didn't want to be, like, s- s- serving it to, like, an app or my headphones or anything. I just wanted to be, like, I'm on the train now. <laughs> like, whatever. Um... And then that, I think that, med- like, meditation really started to kind of open me up to, like, seeing myself or when it's Because, like, as much as it lessened that reactivity has also created a distance between me and my natural, immediate reactions, I can see, oh, I have choice. I have choice about how I'm going to react. And also I have an internal... Now, because I'm like, I'm focused on heavy and light, I'm like, how does this feel to me? I have an internal compass that's like, oh, uh, a buddy of mine like told me this really dope thing in regards to like feeling heavy and light. And he's like, if it's heavy, it's a lie. The best way I'd like to describe intuition is like your internal instinct. So if you look at the animal kingdom, right? Animals have these like natural instincts and these are, you know, nature, they're controlled by whatever, whatever. I don't believe that when we became human like, Us now um, evolved. or became this That you lose this connection I believe that intuition is a connection To earth itself To to the universe itself And I think uh, Just like an ant Doesn't need to be told to do ant shit That has an instinct to do that right? I think our intuitions Are kind of Maybe like a next level evolution Of this instinct So like just as you know an Orca knows to be an Orca and like fall and does or- orca shit we know <laughs> I think we internally start to also know there are things there are inclinations and possibilities specifically laid out for us there's like there's shit that only, you know that only you can do we all have this it's built in and I think as a system, because we've neglected this feminine energy of intuition because we can't see, touch, taste, smell and all, whatever the senses are of it. um, We've neglected that. So it it gets, it atrophies over time. Mm -hmm. I think that this connection to instinct or intuition is really just a connection to your truest self and what you know to do. So when you begin to train your intuition, I think this begins to bring you, and this is the thing I I noticed heavily in my life, it brought me back to my path. The trippiest thing was um, when I started trusting my intuition more, like a lot of the stuff that I liked as a kid, Mm. I like loved again. I was like, oh, I remember this. Like it was like fucking, it was so weird. Like this is weird. It's just, it's something that I just noticed in the last like month was like pancakes. (laughs) Like, I used to love pancakes. I was obsessed. My mom was pregnant with me. She was obsessed with pancakes. It was probably all me. Like, and I just forgot. And, like, I was like, I really liked pancakes. But I mean, it's more than that. Like, I loved, you know, obviously talking to people. Uh, like, I uh, There's so many things that just kind of slowly came back in my life to fill my life out when I started aligning myself back with myself. Uh, and I think your intuition serves as a medium to, to, to help to start to bring you back into alignment to this path that you are gonna do. There's a thing that you can do that nobody else can do. And even if somebody else has done it, they can't do it like you because your perception is different than theirs. Even identical twins experience this. So it's like, I think the function of intuition is to kind of do that to you. But then also... Once you've begun to align yourself with yourself, um, once you begin to start doing your orca shit, because you're an orca and nobody else is, I I think now the, the 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 you start to see the quantum possibilities that are in alignment with that version of yourself, right? When you align yourself with a thing that you're like, oh, this is kind of what I'm supposed to do when you're in your zone. It's like, oh, well, now I'm not going to... You're not predisposed to be, like, uh, like biased and then, like, settle into somebody else's judgment. You're like, that didn't work for me then. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I'm going to do this because I know it feels like me. It feels like myself. And I think, for me, that's been the biggest thing. It's like... I think people do that shit naturally, though. They're like, you know, I turned, like, 30, like, I just stopped giving a fuck. Like, I just... You know, like, that's I your just,
1: impression of I people just, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's how everybody sounds it's 222 <laughs> good time um, yeah people are just like I just don't care anymore And I got older when I was 40 I just don't fucking care like I just people used to like get me a shit but I'm like I used to care so much but I don't care it's like yeah you don't because you know yourself like you know like you just you're not pulled back and forth by people you instinctually know you internally know that like that's not for me that's okay that's cool for you I can celebrate that for you but that's not for me in that I fucking like that's the realest shit for me I think that's where my intuition really started to take off because I was like okay you start to know what's in your field of like skills you start to know what you're great at and that shit is dope it feels feels good and I guess maybe your intuition does feel lighter naturally but it also keeps me away from like if I step into an energy that I know doesn't match I'm immediately like whoa where did that come from? It makes the things that don't, maybe that's a thing. Um, So maybe it's like when you kind of start trusting your intuition, you're in such a state of lightness that when something heavy or negative does into your space, it sticks out like a sore thumb.
1: That was a lot, I know, but it's so much good stuff, right? Let's take a second to absorb it all and let's get right back to Julie. I feel like as intuition becomes a more like commonly talked about and referenced thing, mm-hmm. like it's helpful to be clear about like what that really means. Cause I feel like a lot of people have a different idea of what it means. Cause it's hard to kind of, it's not like a tangible thing that you can point to and mm-hmm. say like, it's so personal for everyone. So.
3: Yeah. I love, I mean, I think it's a brilliant question cause I'm pretty sure that i came up against the same thing that you're kind of describing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that that kind of just noticing, you know, like um, one of the first things I started noticing was the familiarity of this habitual feeling Mm -hmm. and realizing it didn't mean anything about what was about to happen. Like I've had that feeling before and nothing happened. Yeah, (laughs) And starting to just notice that. And then noticing when I did feel really present and had that feeling of common sense and realizing things were flowing a lot more easily. Um, So I'm sure there's lots more I'll see around intuition, but in terms of like navigating my own life, I feel like why it has gotten so much easier is because I keep looking towards that common sense feeling rather than looking towards, like, oh, I've got to figure this out. Mm. And that is probably one of the deepest, in terms of my day-to-day life, that's been one of, like, the deepest um, insights that I've had that's been super practical because I could see, I would basically wake up more easily to the times where I was trying to figure something Mm -hmm. out as if there was, like, one right way and then realizing, oh, I can come back to, like, well, what just makes sense right now and do that.
1: I had an interesting um, experience when I was in your. I think I might have told you this already, but when I was in your workshop, Mm -hmm. because I had been having like back pain for like two weeks, and I sort of knew that I needed to get a different bed. Mm -hmm. I like sort of my back pain made me realize like how terrible my bed was, and so I was like researching mattresses, Mm -hmm. and it was like so interesting because. I, I feel like in the past I would have just gotten lost in that for so much longer than I did. But mm. I was, yeah, I was, like, looking up all the mattresses. I sort of had, you know, I wanted to get something that was, like, non-toxic and kind of ego-friendly. So, I, you know, but there are quite a few brands now that um, have those qualities. Right. Um, so I was, like, reading so many reviews, like, looking at all of these, like, mattress comparison charts and asking for people's opinions and things like that. And then, so there was, like, the mattress element. But then there was also the like bed frame element because I didn't have like I had a metal bed frame before and I'm switching sizes of my bed anyway so I wanted to get like a new one but I was like should I get a headboard and like what color wood should it be or should it be a different material you know mm-hmm. like I just had all of these questions and it was like really interesting to be you know I was sort of I think before the workshop I was sort of caught in doing all this research and mm-hmm. trying to to figure it out, and then when I was, like, in the workshop and you guys were talking about thought and all of the all of this, I was kind of like, oh, I'm trying to figure something out that is literally impossible to figure out because I'm not going to know if I like a bed until I sleep on it or until I try it or there's no amount of, like, reviews that I can read <laughs> that will give me the answer that I'm looking for. So it was, like, really interesting to be, like, I'm trying to predict the future or I'm trying to, like, understand something that's not... I'm not able to understand like it's like physically impossible <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then that kind of helped me be like okay well my first step is to get rid of the mattress that I have currently and mm-hmm. you know and then I trust that another step will come yeah. after that and I, I don't love have that. to have the whole thing planned out before I take the first step and I was like it's really easy I know that I have to get rid of my mattress that that was like the one step that was like very clear to me I love to that to begin the process totally Yeah.
3: Because I feel the same thing. Like I stopped being in, I would consider that I was like, would go into paralysis around things. Mm -hmm. And this kind of freed me from that.
1: Yeah. I'm actually surprised like now that I'm thinking about how quickly it all kind of moved. Like I feel like in the past I would still be researching mattresses, you know, (laughs) like I feel like I got through it much quicker because Mm -hmm. I was able to kind of, like I definitely was lost in that thought for mm-hmm. a little while mm-hmm. but I was able to like come come up and see it mm-hmm. for what it was like much quickly much quicker
3: yeah I love that because mm-hmm. in the it's also interesting it's like before I saw that it was thought that was getting in my way it could have looked like well someone else would do this process mm. quote-unquote the right way so it's almost like I was trying to figure out how to do things the way they were supposed to be done yeah. or something And this helped me realize there is no way things are supposed to be done. You just Mm -hmm. do them the way they make sense to you. And, um, you know, and sometimes it makes sense to reach out to a friend and ask them about their bed. Sometimes it makes sense to just do the first step. You know, it's like it's Mm -hmm. different every time. But when you get a feeling for that inside of you, it's so much easier to come from that place.
1: Okay, this has all been great so far, especially in regard to decision making and day to day guidance, which is something that I struggle with. But what about my original question about fear? Does intuition ever feel like fear to help us avoid dangerous situations? And what if the fear we're feeling feels real, as fear often does? Can we really afford not to believe that fearful feeling? What if everything goes terribly wrong?
3: Let's say I walk past a dark alley and I feel some fear. The more I'm able to distinguish between the fear and kind of like an intuitive feeling, Mm -hmm. because they're not really the same thing to me.
1: Well, it sounds like they would be like actually sort of complete opposites.
3: Yeah, it's like the fear oftentimes is like a reaction. Mm-hmm. And then the feeling is like, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, that I'm not going to go down that way. Yeah. It doesn't feel good
1: to me. Yeah.
3: But it's not like I'm doing it solely because I'm afraid.
1: There might be more logic involved or...
3: Like a present mm-hmm. sense of what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could describe mm-hmm. it. Whereas like when I've been really scared... Um, okay, so here's a story for you. Okay, I was in college, and they did this whole talk, and I'm really glad they did the talk. I'm, the point of the story is not that they shouldn't have done that, but they gave a talk on like how you could be raped on campus, and that was like mm-hmm. our kind of like initiation at college was okay. some of these conversations. <laughs> oh okay, and so <laughs> of course, like my senses were alert, yeah. and I was like, wait, what are they saying? Yeah. Like, you know, and I just started yeah. really paying attention to them. I was walking home from class one night and I had to go through the fields that they were mentioning is like a stay away from zone. But I I didn't know another way to get home. I needed to go through that yeah. field and it was dark. And if you can imagine this, I just got really scared and started running as fast as I could <laughs> <laughs> to get to the other side of yeah. the. Now, since I've like I mean, I was 18 at the time. So as I got older, I maybe would have looked back and realized that the the amount of fear I was feeling was based on the talk they had right. given me versus, yeah. like, how do I feel in this moment? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, of course, it doesn't mean I would have maybe, like, strolled through the field. Maybe <sighs> I would have, like, gone and called a friend. Or, right. But I would have paid attention to what made <laughs> sense for me versus, like, booking it 100 miles an hour. Wow, you ran 100 miles an hour? <laughs> it <laughs> felt like it, man. I can't even tell you. I was, like, a... Like a shot in the wind, like oh as fast as I could get home. That's, that's how fast I ran. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, the best thing I could say about what I've noticed around fear mm-hmm. um, is that it's extremely easy to react to the feeling of fear. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know where the fear is coming from, which is not from outside of us, then it can look like that's an intuitive thing. Mm-hmm. But... Just like I said, that story about, you know, thinking I could get it wrong and I was like really paralyzed for Mm -hmm. a a moment when that was happening inside of me. Because I started, because I understand that fear does not come from outside of me, I'm more easily able to distinguish like what's really happening. Is this just a habitual thought train that has like run off the tracks Mm -hmm. and I'm reacting to it? Um, Or am I having a sense of like, you know, going in a different direction, you know, but it's like it gets easier when I'm even in touch with the fact that fear is never, ever, ever coming from outside of me. Mm-hmm. Never, not once.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting because just as you say that, I'm like, yeah, but what about like this one? theoretical time that something yeah. could be happening to you um you know for example like if someone's like pointing a gun at you and you feel fear like is that coming from
3: but you know it's so funny outside of you I mean potentially like you know there can be I'm not I, ne- I would never negate that there's like a type of fear that could just be wisdom-based like mm-hmm. saying hey like don't go in that direction yeah. But I just think it's incredibly helpful to know, to get familiar with what's habitual and what's Mm -hmm. not, because then you can listen more easily. Um, But there's a story that someone in the um, Three Principles community shared um, at the beginning of her book, which is One Thought Changes Everything, I believe is the title. And she was sharing how she was held up at gunpoint. And this is how she knew like this was from what I remember um, from her sharing was that she became so present. There literally was no fear. Mm. And that was like one of her defining moments of realizing that the fear was not coming from the situation. Mm. Um, because she actually got more present than she's ever been. She felt like everything was fine. She knew it was going to work out. Like, um, So that's so opposite of what we think would happen. Yeah. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. And
3: I've heard a lot of stories like that too.
1: Yeah. I loved the story that you told i feel like um where you said you were like at a gas station or something and some guy did something and you were like i'm gonna punch that guy oh yeah and then you were like well i knew that that thought wasn't real yeah like i felt like that was such a good example because i feel like we all have those thoughts that we have that we don't take seriously yeah we know that they're habitual or just like whatever we would never act on them yeah um and then we have the ones that we think are more real. And oftentimes fear is one of those that feels it's hard to. I rem, Yeah, it's it's easier and for, I think, a lot of people to, like, take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Although I guess for a lot of people, it isn't because they say, like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Like those people, yeah. they don't take it seriously. They're like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're like, yeah, I never it's interesting. I never thought of sort of that phrase and like people who I like associate with like, yeah, just like go through the fear. Like, um, I never thought of it as this thing of like, just being like, oh, they recognize that it's just a thought.
3: Yeah. And some people though, they, so this is so interesting to me because, um, there are some people that totally see it's a thought and they do it and they feel the feeling, but they're not that concerned with it. Mm -hmm. But then there's other people, which I find so interesting. I definitely did this for however many times I've done it, I'm sure a lot where I would feel the fear and think I had to push myself through it. And that's actually not the same experience because then the fear does look real and I'm making myself go through it (laughs) Mm -hmm. versus this feels like the right direction. I feel afraid, but I don't think fear means anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm still going to go in this direction. Mm -hmm. There are like two totally different experiences. That's a good distinction. Yeah. I'm
1: glad that you brought that up.
3: Yeah, it's amazing because I used to think I had to push myself through my fear and that was really problematic. It exhausted me and I would have to keep, I kept burning myself
1: out. Yeah, it's probably like traumatizing in some way also. Yeah, depending on how afraid you are, especially. Just stressing yourself out.
3: But what we talked about before in terms of the flavor, Mm
1: -hmm. that's
3: one of the flavors that wakes me up Mm. is I can feel myself pushing myself. Okay. And it's very uncomfortable. It's like the more sensitive I've become to it, I'm not in a good or bad way, just I can feel myself doing it sooner Mm -hmm. and then it wakes me up and I realize Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily what makes sense to do. Mm. And then I'll kind of come back and see what does make sense to do. Or I just wake up to the fact that the fear wasn't real and I keep going and I either feel it or I don't. But yeah, pushing myself is a a flavor I'm familiar
1: with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting how we can be so influenced by our external world, but Mm -hmm. also that we, like, don't have to be. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, because if it looks like it's coming from that, that's what makes it so tricky. Yeah. But once I realize it's not coming from there, then there's somewhere else to look for my experience. Mm -hmm. It gives me a lot more freedom, a lot more creativity. And I don't have a great metaphor for this yet, but... It feels like when I think it's coming from the outside, the only picture I get is like, I want to keep putting my hands in the cookie jar as if like, that's where Mm -hmm. my happiness will come from. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I want to like keep reaching outside myself, um, to grasp for something that makes me feel good. And this showed me that it, it's just natural to feel good internally, especially when I realize that the outside isn't creating my experience. So it's hard to grasp at first because it's so like subtle, mm-hmm. but that shift for me is what really did help me realize like what was just the conditioned way I was thinking about things and what actually is happening.
0: I think I think I had oh god I think I had a lot less fear. I think also like uh, yeah there was there's an there is a a severe absence of. When you were, like, truly living in that intuition, I think that, like, the fear, like, doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense as a choice for you anymore because it's, like... I love, like, um, action movies. Uh Uh-huh. One of the best ways I like to explain intuition to people is, like... um, It's, like, like, saying yes, right, to any given situation and having a knowing that that yes is going to work out. You have an instinct, you have an intuition, like... Like, I just want to work out. So, like, if you watch, like, an action movie, like, a Born Identity or something, and, like, like the, the hero comes in and he's like, oh, no, somebody walked in. I got to have a fight now. And he's like, oh, well, I don't have anything to fight with. He has, like, an intuition. He has an instinct. He's like, oh, oh, I can take this magazine. and I can roll this up. And then, like, I love, like, how if you watch one of those long, like, not chase sequences, but it seems like these seemingly illogical things happen back to back like oh he jumps out of the building and he grabs onto the thing and then that thing is a uh, falls but then he falls on a fucking kitty litter or something like it's like it it's like oh this is just so weird but i think intuition behaves this way like intuition um is a function of like it it I think it can take care of you in seemingly very strange ways. And when you have that knowing and that trust and that lack of fear, like you, you're like running in the jungle and you're like, oh, I'll grab this. Oh, I fell, but I know I'm going to work out. But so it's going to it's literally that moment in every single movie where they're like, this is going to work. And he's like, how do you know? He's like, I just know. And those are, like, usually written off as, like, you know, like, oh, like, I needed to do sex more. I needed some trash to, like, make it make sense. But I think I genuinely believe life works that way. And if you have an intuition that you can do something that nobody can and you trust that intuition, the universe is going to be like, I got you. Like, it's going to back you up every single time. It may not even happen in your own mental timetable, but every fucking time it's going to be like, oh, you know, gonna you know, it's going to happen. All right, Ty, I got you. Like let's see. And I like it's in a way I think that is essentially just accelerated manifestation. Like it's just like because without it,
1: resistance.
0: Yeah, you don't have any resist you're free. Like you're just like there's no fear and really it's like as like woo-woo and weird as it is, I really think that like intuition is really just like kind of like it's just it's just it's such a—it's a rapid manifestation because when you have an intuition, you go and you trust it. You go, like you feel something, you trust that you can do it. You know that you can do it. The knowing is just having a picture in your head. Hey, uh, guys, uh, Fast and Furious—we got to rob this bank. We're gonna do it. How? How? Uh, this is how we're gonna do it. But like, it's impossible. But I know we can do it. Mission Impossible. But I know I can do it. Okay shit may go wrong, it may get weird, but it's going to get done. And I think that's the universe like booing you, like being like, because you trusted yourself and you didn't doubt yourself, I got you.
1: I don't, I got the sense, I got like two senses. Well, actually, sort of three. So, sort of we talked about like the absence of fear, which is courage and just, I mean, not that the absence of fear is courage, but I feel like they're, following intuition often takes a lot of courage, especially for people who aren't used to following it. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of like, okay I'm just gonna jump up like with you in the class I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna pay this three hundred dollars that I don't have <laughs> yeah because I don't really know like what my other option is like this is what is pulling me and I'm just gonna do that and yeah. see what happens that's like a courage element but then there's also like this creative energy. like when you were like oh I don't have a weapon oh I'll use this magazine like that's like a creative sort of energy and then like I also got the image of like the universe sort of like opening door. You're like running, and the universe is just opening doors, and you just, for whatever reason, have a sense of you know you don't have to go and try every door. That's like the opposite, right? Yeah, that's it's the just, last. That's you the- just know which door to go through.
0: Literally, ugh, fucking hate when people reference the Matrix, but it's so fucking good. The the, <laughs> the, uh, the there's like they they take you through Neo's intuition uh, throughout the entire film by like. Um, he has like a phone like he his, his connection to people outside of the Matrix and he's like constantly being like oh what should I do oh what should I do and it's like kind of him checking in with intuition and at the end of it there's a chase sequence at the very very end before he becomes the one in the first movie and I, I love it because told Sam it, it's him learning to trust his intuition and knowing so he's he uh, has this big fight sequence and then he then the agent smith comes back obviously and he starts he's like oh shit i should probably run this time so he starts running and he's like help me how do i get out of the matrix he's on the phone and he's running and the guy's like take a left no go right no go this and then things are kind of helping him and he's like barely missing it and he's barely missing it and then eventually he's like uh uh," and then eventually throws the phone and then just starts making his own decisions and starts immediately trusting his intuition and then eventually you know he gets shot but then he comes back (laughs) But, but like it's such a, it's it's you're right. But it's this trust in real time that you're just like. I think if I didn't have the feedback, initially though, I, from like the courage, like element, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I think that's why, uh, like The Alchemist, one of my favorite books, talks about like you get beginner's luck. I think that's where beginner's luck comes in. Is like people if you're honest with yourself, you experience beginners like a lot more than you sh- think you do. And uh, the way that Paulo Coelho explains it in the book is like, you, um, it's the universe telling you that like, it's giving you a taste mm. to kind of keep you going. Like, yo, like this is, it, once you, you get an idea, like this is gonna be alright. Like I think in everything that you kind of decide to try, there's that first like, oh, okay. Which is tight.
1: I think that that, I always thought Uh, like beginner's luck is also kind of you know you don't have as much thought around the you know you're not like oh I know what I'm supposed to do you know you're just kind of yeah doing it and yeah I guess you're more likely to follow your intuition if you don't have other like rules and judgments and stuff where you're like oh I know the rules of this game and there's some kind of what is the word that I'm looking for like um
2: strategy or you know
1: like you know oh I'm thinking of poker like or something like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a game that the more you play it Mm -hmm. the worse you get out of it kind of like in you know I
0: remember like playing like a poker game been like really tight at the (laughs) beginning for no reason and then just like trash
1: and especially the more you start thinking about it and the more you're like, oh, okay, like, I'm starting to get it. Mm. You know, I, I know the rules. I know, okay, now I have to, like, fool the person. I think person that's, or, like,
0: the example he uses in the book, too, He's like, when you play really? cards for the first time, you're almost certain to win. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, <laughs> it's, like, crazy. Yeah.
1: Okay, so fear could potentially be a form of wisdom. We won't rule that out. But overall, clear intuitive guidance or wisdom seems to be characterized by a lack of fear, a recognition that fear isn't real, or taking the concept of fear out of it completely, even an uncharacteristic sensation of courage and well-being. What I've recently been exploring in my own life related to fear, anxiety, or nervousness is acknowledging that it might not be real, but maybe it's serving the purpose of slowing me down and preventing me from making a rash decision before I really have the clarity that I'm looking for. Anyway, this has been such an insightful conversation so far, and now it's time for some closing thoughts.
2: I believe intuition the way I probably believe in developing muscles. Hmm. Like you don't have muscles if you don't work out and you don't keep muscles if you don't keep doing it. And there's something about practicing. I trust my intuition and that led me to something Mm -hmm. really good. I trusted this other thing and it led me to something really not Mm -hmm. good. I guess the, the basic truth for me is I believe my intuition would guide me to good things. Like it's linked to something of the higher hierarchy of life that Mm -hmm. somehow I don't believe it to be, I deserve crap. And so my intuition is, you know, keeps sending me bad stuff. Right. And I think that's an interesting premise to have. Like I trust that I'm meant to have a beautiful life, that I'm meant to be loved, that I'm meant to be loving. And therefore my life is kind of organized around that. And so if something light leads me, to do something and i find out that it was like the synchronicity was ridiculous to what degree i sit next to this guy on the plane wh- and it becomes a business partner when i was going to take another plane but somehow I got a hit inside of me to not take that first plane and something really did happen. Mind you, if I had taken the first plane, maybe I would have met someone even more interesting. I don't know. We don't know what we didn't follow. But I know what I do know is from a life where I had very low self-esteem and very kind of low confidence, I would end up making choices that sounded like my intuition, Mm. but they led me to something destructive. It matched. When now that I have a more loving relationship to myself, it seems to be leading me to some things that are more yeah, beautiful and supportive. Interesting.
1: I'm trying to think of like, yeah, it's like there's like a difference between like an impulse and <laughs> an intuition.
2: <laughs> yes, there is a difference between impulse and intuition. But it
1: feel it can, sometimes it can it feel the feel same, similar at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to think back of like times where I felt really I intuitively knew that, for example, I wanted to go to New York after college. Yes. I still went to other schools to, like, check them out. Right. And I even applied early to Cornell and didn't get in. Yes. But that led me back to NYU, which was, like, my original. What your original
2: choice was. mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I felt very strongly that I wanted to go. There wasn't another option in my mind. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to decide between anything.
2: I mean, I would argue that's probably led by your intuition. But again, you could have ended up in a different school and would have been very happy too. We don't know. That's true. Like I feel like my coming to the States Mm -hmm. was very much led by the intuition. It became Mm -hmm. an obsessive, yet very loving, like you have to go, you You have to go, you have to go. And at some point it was like, oh, this opportunity and this job and this thing presented itself, and it's like uh, because I'm aligned with myself and I was really clear that I wanted to live here Mm -hmm. then I started following clues that maybe were intuitions but also maybe Mm -hmm. were just I wanted to come and I just figured out a way to get myself here Mm -hmm. you know it's funny because I don't think I've ever said those words or ever thought of that thought but I really think that at the heart of it Mm -hmm. it is the relationship that you've developed with yourself that leads to different kind of intuitions Mm -hmm. Like if I look at my personal life, I went from my intuitive hits were guiding me towards something hurtful because Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a place of self-love.
1: But it was still intuition. It It was still still intuition. It
2: It was still the intuition because I was still guided to match my inner rejective nature of myself. Mm. And then when I started growing into more of a... A loving relationship to myself, my intuitive hits tended to guide me away from the stuff that was not good mm. for me. So I, I don't know that it is intuition as opposed to a certain coherence between I deserve to be happy and so I keep attracting things that are happy or I don't and I keep attracting things that are, um, you know, it's destructive. Right.
0: I think you do have access to your intuition at before you've kind of done the work to have like a clearer view of it I just don't know it's harder to trust I don't I don't like, I, I trust my intuition like I don't go when something's intuitive now I don't go oh I don't know I'm just like no that's a no for me or yeah that's a yes I think before it was definitely kind of like oh I don't know what should I uh, uh, and that like trepidation that fear and weirdness I think is kind of what you're getting to is that like Unsure, or uncertainty mm-hmm. really, like, made me... I think makes a lot of people unintuitive. Mm-hmm. Unintuitive. Or not trust their intuition. Or not know how to trust their intuition. You know?
1: hmm
0: Yeah. I th- yeah.
1: So does that look like sort of having... Maybe you're like, oh, I really want to... You know, like, when you took that class, I think that was, like, a really strong... Yeah. Obviously, part of you is, like, really strong. Like, I need to take this class. But there was also, like asking your friend or getting another opinion yeah I really
0: wanted permission like desperately
1: (laughs) or like wondering oh but Facebook ads are crap you know like those kinds of things so you had sort of your intuition and then you also had another voice that was like I don't know yeah judgments or pre pre pre-judgment you know like pre-decided things you know judgments about the way that it came through or whatever it was
0: yeah 100% I think I definitely had that like that's that's weird that the the, the intuition <laughs> kind of went out in this situation. I'm, like, mad positive. I think, of it, like, for most people, that shit's going to win out 99% of the time eventually. But sometimes you might step in shit before you get there. Like-
1: um, I feel like we covered, like, a lot of good stuff. Do cool. you have any other things that you want to point out about this or... No, I
3: just Um, do think it's really insightful conversation because I don't always, um, like, remember now how it looked to me before. Like, mm -hmm. I'll forget. Um, And not that I still don't get caught in it sometimes, but I do think the distinction is helpful. And that, honestly, the main thing that was helpful for me was to even start to see that a lot of what I was experiencing was habitual. And then that made me realize that doesn't make sense. Like I remember, um, just as an example of that, I remember realizing like I would worry about something, and then when I looked back, like ninety nine percent of what I worried about never happened. Mm. So now the feeling of worry will wake me up because it doesn't make any sense.
1: Because you saw the example of it not being coming true, or yeah, like
3: I started realizing it's not, it's not actually predicting anything. Mm obviously it's 99% (laughs) false apparently (laughs) like um so yeah
1: yeah. it's so good (laughs) I love (laughs) I love this I feel like it's so helpful and like just a new sort of different way of um living
3: yeah seeing things yeah yeah well thanks for
1: having thank you so much for being here bye (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening i hope these conversations have provided more clarity around the subject of intuition and given you a nugget or two of wisdom to take into your own life so that you can further listen to and trust your own intuitive guidance to find out more about david sophie and julie check out their info in the show notes